It seems as though that um, uh, one of the difficulties of life is, is uh, offenses. Uh, in fact, um, actually the scriptures say uh, that offenses will come. In other words, it's not a precious promise, but it's uh, pretty much like gravity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's there. Um, and uh, we as believers have been given um, explicit instructions uh, on what to do with offenses. And uh, uh, we're not actually um, allowed to mess around with offenses. We're not allowed uh, to keep those or hold on to those. And, and uh, so Jesus dealt uh, pretty strongly and explicitly about um, these things, and we're going to look at the word. Uh, oftentimes, uh, we uh, read uh, or hear the word mustard seed faith. Has anybody ever heard that statement before? Um, and and uh, we immediately think about, you know, just getting hold of a mountain and throwing it around and just, you know, different things come to mind, you know, uh, getting, getting, receiving the promise of healing in our bodies as pastors been teaching uh, so eloquently and clearly these last uh, few weeks. And, and uh, uh, you know, obtaining financial blessing and breaking the bondages of hell. And, and, uh, but, but what we don't realize is that mustard seed was used as, a, as a, an illustration of overcoming offenses. And so we, we need to, to, of course, first address the thing that would stop all of your other faith things from working. (laughs) You use your faith first to clear the way. Otherwise, it don't work. Ah, it's getting awfully quiet, y'all are thinking. Because your faith will not work unless you work it in love. Unforgiveness is not in love. Y'all with me? And we actually try to, you know, you've heard of people talking out of both sides of their mouth, haven't you? Yeah, you know, and uh, years ago that somebody jokingly said, how do you know when a politician is lying? And, 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 and they say, well, you, when his lips are moving, you know, that's how you know. So it, it's, not, it's not very nice, I know. But, but anyhow, but talking out of both sides of your mouth is saying uh, contradictory things. And uh, we don't want to do that, do we? Right? Uh, you're not supposed to, yeah? Just quit. Y'all, are you supposed to do that? No, 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 right? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, oftentimes we think out of both sides of our brain. Y'all with me? I mean, in church you think this way, and then you get out of church and you start. <laughs> On this side you love everyone of your brain. And on the other side of your brain, oh, mm, 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 mm. right? I don't think so. Right? That's attitude, right? And uh, so whether we want to admit it or not, we, it may not speak out of both sides, but we think out of both sides. In other words, we have contradictory thoughts. And in church, we talk about the love of God and living in the love of God and loving our brothers and unconditional love, agape. But some of y'all have sloppy agape. 
And so we want to adopt across the whole entire stage of our life the love of God and to walk in forgiveness and uh, speak love and forgiveness. And, and therefore, we then open the door for mustard seed faith to move the other mountains in our life. But the first mountain you must address is bitterness and unforgiveness. Otherwise, ain't no mountains moving. You can bulldozer, you can backhoe, you can do all kinds of stuff, but the mountain is going to remain and laugh at you and not be moved. All right, it's all people are thinking. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Well, let's just get into the Word since y'all are so quiet. and <laughs> Let's look at uh, the Gospel of Luke, if you would, please. Uh, Luke chapter 17. See how far we get today. Luke 17, 1 through 6. It said, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a milestone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. To who? That's right. The only one you can really be responsible for is yourself. And you find in the Bible that it says yourself so many times, even though we are so apt to try and help everybody around us. Isn't that right? You know, uh, uh, when I was growing up, people would say, you know, take care of your own backyard. And uh, uh, there was a video that went viral. This little girl was in the back seat, and, and I think her dad was trying to help her get her uh, uh, belt you know, seatbelt on, and I don't know if anybody saw that, but she said, you take care of yourself. <laughs> so she's a strong-willed child. She wanted to do it herself. And you take care of yourself. I thought, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know some of y'all moms are thinking, oh, she would get a whooping. <laughs> you put your hands to your side, right? And uh, <laughs> the only problem with that is 10 minutes later, she'd be like, Take it out. <laughs> so we, we um, are to take care of ourselves. Isn't that right? Submit yourself unto God, right? Submit yourself unto God, and then the devil will flee from you. Not before then. You have to submit yourself. So we take care of ourselves. This is an area uh, that we must take heed to ourselves. So verse 3, we're still there. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Do what? Forgive. forgive. Verse 4. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. So this is the apostles, you guys. I love these guys. You know why? It's because they're human. And you see humanity all through the, the Gospels in the disciples, you know. And uh, competitiveness, you know, just you see them competing. And we think it's all so holy, you know. Uh, John writes, uh, John, you know, the book of John, the Gospel of John. He writes of himself and calls himself 
uh, the beloved. Now, I don't know if you are thinking about that. In other words, I am his favorite. I'm the beloved. He talks about the run to the tomb when Jesus was out of the tomb. And their run uh, to the tomb, he points out, and John ran on ahead. I'm faster than Peter. You see humanity in the scriptures. You see uh, competitiveness. It's kind of interesting, but it gives us hope because that means we can make it. Amen? Because the devil really tries to beat you up and condemn you about every little thing about yourself. But obviously God uses humanity to reach humanity. And uh, you um, are not perfect as of yet, but you have been perfected. Does that make sense? Uh, meaning that you cannot become more righteous than you are right now, okay? But there are things that attach themselves to us that hinder our effectiveness of that flow going through our vessel or through our lives, amen? And uh, so here is one of those aspects as is, is he's saying to them, if your brother offends you seven times, I mean, wow, seven times. And then the apostles, they're all listening going, you're going to have to help our faith on that one. Seven times in one day? And they come back again? And you're supposed to just forgive them? Help our faith, Lord. Can you see that, you guys? So these guys do not have any super endowment of love residing in them. They're just saying, dear God, how do you do that? How do you walk in that kind of forgiveness? So Jesus responds. So in verse 5, he said, The the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Verse 6, And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, You might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now, most of us would pull this one verse out and say, look, mustard seed faith can pluck things up and throw them in the sea. This is the same as the other mountain-moving faith. If you say to the thing, go, it's got to go. That's true, but we forget about what it's applying to. That he's saying that you don't need a whole lot of faith, just mustard seed faith. See, the mustard seed would have been one the smallest seed in the culture's mind at the time that they knew of. Now, there are smaller seeds, but when it comes to gardening, probably the mustard seed would have been the smallest of the garden-type seeds So he gives them this illustration. If you have itty bitty faith, you can get rid of this thing, this sycamine. Now there's some uh, tremendous revelation and understanding about the sycamine tree. 
Now, the sycamine uh, tree was uh, a type of fig, from what we understand, and uh, resembled the mulberry fig, which a mulberry fig was very sweet, and uh, the people with a little bit more means or finances were able to buy that very sweet fig and and enjoy its pleasures. Uh, But the sycamine was very, very bitter, very bitter. Isn't that interesting? Um, and uh, the sycamine tree had uh, uh, several characteristics that we need to consider uh, why it's going to take faith and some serious time of speaking in order to get that thing dug up. Everybody say, dig it up. Now, there are some really, really, really horrific things that can take place in people's lives. Uh, We know that humanity has some evil, evil capabilities. Isn't that right? Uh, To do horrific things to some of the most innocent people on the earth. Isn't that right? Uh, and, and, and we don't want to list out all those things, but oftentimes we measure uh, the right to hold on to those offenses and bitternesses in, uh, in order uh, to justify our position and attitude. I mean, seriously, we think I have the right to think this way. But in reality, what you're doing is you are imprisoning yourself. You are holding yourself in prison into a position, an attitude that is uh, fruitless and even detrimental to your life in every aspect of your life. If you enjoy having health and you enjoy having wealth, then you're going to dig it up. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better dig it up. And uh, uh, we know that our, our prisons are full and over, uh, you know, over, almost double their capacity that they were intended for because of offenses. And uh, much of those offenses are towards fathers. And uh, you name you know, from just abandonment or they were already in the yard before they got to the yard. In other words, their daddy was in prison their whole life, you know, and now they're in prison because they didn't have a daddy, you know. But these are major offenses that we see uh, kind of uh, on an exponential scale. Um, But no matter what the offense, we have to dig them up. Jesus is telling us, giving us instructions how to do that. So we go back to the the sycamine tree, and uh, I know that I'm sick of mine. Are you sick of yours? (laughs) So first of all, the the, uh, sycamine tree had um, extremely robust root system. So again, we're thinking about this illustration of bitterness and unforgiveness. And uh, uh, the longer you let it go, guess what? The, the deeper the roots go. And it gets a, a stronghold. And the sycamine tree was one of the larger trees of that area. So it grew 30 feet high. 
and had a root system that went down. Even in the driest regions, they would flourish when all other trees would not. Why? Because they would go so deep, they would tap into water down in the, in the earth. So amazing, isn't it? And even if you cut it off on the top level, it doesn't go away. Recently, I th- well, it's been a while. It's actually last winter. Um, I decided that my trees had gotten too big and they were actually causing trouble to each other. So I went and cut every other one down, kind of freaked my dad out when he was visiting. I'm like, you know, you know, cut them all down. And uh, here I look out there just, just a couple months ago and man, there's another tree there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Not only a, another tree, but it looks like it had an attitude about it. And it looks like like 3,000 suckers grew out of the ground as a result. It's like, oh yeah, you got something else you want to try? You know, like, oh my goodness, a flamethrower, you know? <laughs> so these, these, are, these are things that aren't just surface. These are things that go deep down into the earth and, and, and grab hold of a person's life and affect you. And your attitude is different as a result. Now, I've walked people out of these dark places of bitterness, hurt, and unforgiveness from many different types of aspects. And, uh, one of them that is so horrific is molestation when you're a child. And, and uh, people don't realize the deep hurt and pain that, that they, they would cause. Of course, the person who would do such a thing is one sick puppy. Isn't that right? But yet you find out that they were molested. And the person that molested them was molested. And it goes on. So they're passing this curse down and this bitterness and this anger. And and you need to turn to your neighbor and say, Satan smells your wounds. Oh, my goodness. And, and that enemy works that wound. And, and uh, you know, it, it's like if you were in the ocean and you, had, you were bleeding, sharks smell that for miles some way. I tell you, it is amazing, the sharks' uh, sense of blood. And it brings them in. Isn't that right? The enemy smells your wounds. Uh, you need to dig up those bitterness, dig up those, those unforgiveness, dig them up and, and get rid of them. Y'all with me? Praise God. You can't just cut them down. You have to dig them up. And so when Jesus referred to uh, mustard seed faith to get rid of the sycamine, he's not just talking about, you know, cutting off branches or the, the trunk. He's talking about you're literally able to pull up the whole entire root system and throw it and get it out of your life. Y'all with me? And so, so we as believers um, have uh, this responsibility to make sure that no sycamine tree seeds get planted in our life. Amen. And we get rid of them as soon as they hit the ground. Yes. Y'all with me? Yes. Praise God. So another aspect of the sycamine tree um, was that its wood was used to make caskets. Y'all with me? And I've always said that, that unforgiveness has killed more people and caused more cancer than McDonald's. <laughs> or any other fast food for that matter. Not picking on McDonald's. 
You know, when you think, oh, if you just eat healthy and, you know, yada, yada. One of the guys at the gym, he's, he's a real anal about uh, his food and portions and what he eats. And, and uh, of course, I witnessed to everybody. So um, he, he knew that I was a Christian and, and uh, we went head to head a lot of times. But uh, he said this. He said, I have a friend that is fighting cancer. And he said, he is more anal about eating he- healthy than I am. And I'm thinking to myself, that's because it ain't all about just what you put in your mouth. Jesus said, it's not what you put in your mouth that defiles you. It's what? He said, if you say to the sick of mine. Hello? Isn't that? The first thing, as we know, Pastor Mark has been teaching us for years. The first thing that your face should move is your? Your mouth, la boca. Yeah, your mouth. Right? And so your mouth gets moving. I thank you, Father, that I walk in love. I hold no unforgiveness towards anybody. I release love towards all my family members, loved ones. Sometimes people hate their family worse than anybody else on the planet. You can walk in love towards a grocery clerk. You can walk in love towards your coworkers. You get home and treat your family like they are from the pit of hell. Right? Disrespecting and all this kind of stuff. And oftentimes it comes from hurt. It comes from pain. It comes from deep-rooted unforgiveness. And we have to go back to where that began, whether it was your father. It doesn't matter if all your exes moved to Texas. If you do not forgive them, they live with you still. And they will destroy your present and current marriage if you don't forgive your exes. No matter what they did, how you did, how dirty they did you, it don't matter. Forgive them. Uproot, dig it up, speak to that thing. And when those thoughts come at your mind, you refuse to entertain them. Oh, no, no, no. I've forgiven him. I've forgiven her. And I've released them. And I believe God's sending laborers across their path. I'm believing the best for them. Y'all with me? Hallelujah. No matter how dirty they did you, you do not have a right to hold unforgiveness or, or bitterness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're working on not working out of both sides of our brain or thinking out of both sides of our brain. We're going to think love on this side and love on this side. And we're going to speak life and love and redemption out of our mouth. Amen? Because we're digging up some stuff. We're digging up some stuff. I said we're digging up some stuff. Some, some horrible things may have happened to you. Christians may have even done it. Christians. Christians have the ability to do some dirty deeds, let me tell you. <laughs> so just because it was a Christian and they should have known better does not give you a right to water and do nitrate um, injections to your sycamine tree. Y'all with me? Oh, yeah, we have orchards. 
Because we know better than to do some things, but there's some things we feel like, no, I have a right to have an attitude towards this. No, you do not. Not if you want your faith to work. Y'all with me? Not if you want your faith to work. Praise God. Hallelujah. And people just live on ready to be offended. You ever meet people like that? They're just on ready. Ready. Just, just a couple weeks ago, I had a, a, a procedure done to my knee. I had an orthoscopic knee surgery, and, and uh, uh, thankful for to be up running around. Woo! Glory to God. But so I'm in the therapy place, you know, and it, this is um, near my home. I live in North Las Vegas, and, and uh, so, so I'm in there, and, and uh, I'm noticing, see, the last therapy place I was in, they put heat on you when you came in. You know, it just felt so good, and you were hoping that the timer was broke so you could just stay there, you know, I was like... Oh, that's so good. Well, I went to this place. They're like, sit down and do this. I'm like, well, where's the heat? Can I have some heat? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of the program. Did they, they put heat on your knee? See, that's God's will right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so, so I, I'm in there and, and uh, there's a lady and, and I'm noticing that the back people that have back challenges, they get heat. Yeah. So, so I'm like, man, about the third time I went, I said, uh, a lady got up and I said, so is it just the back people that get heat? Does anybody know where this is going? She goes, what did you say? I about fell off of the bench. I'm telling you, I cracked up. I said, back Back people. And everybody in the place went. <laughs> and I was just thinking, that is so sad. <laughs> she thought I said, black people. <laughs> so just the black people get heat? <laughs> Oh, man, I love, I love people. Now, so, of course, I'm a people person, so, so I'm in there talking to everybody, telling everybody about Jesus, praying for everybody in there, you know. And uh, uh, this lady, I laid hands on her because she, I could tell she's so in fear and in pain, and, and I'm praying for her. And she goes, what are you? And I was like, a Christian? And she goes, well, I am too, and I'm, I didn't want to say I'm a pastor, I'm Reverend Bishop, uh, you know. Just want to know, this is what Christians do. But anyway, so I have a lot of fun, and I love people, and, and you know, people have challenges and problems. We just cannot make them ours. Do you hear what I said? I mean, I just think it's, it's just so fun to love everyone. You know, I've noticed that when I love everyone, then I'm helping them with their sick of minds. And because I know, I'm not stupid, I know there has been some hurt and some bitterness and some stupid stuff that white people have done to black people. I am not stupid. And I realize that they're still going on to this day, but I'm not going to let somebody's hurt and pain make me act differently. Y'all with me? You know, and, and of course, um, people will size you up because of the color of your skin. Don't let somebody put you in a stinking box. 
you walk in love and go, you know, I, you know it's okay they think that way. That's their challenge, not mine. But I'm going to love you no matter what you say to me, no matter how your head looks when you talk to me. Think, what did you say? I, I couldn't even hardly talk. I was like, <laughs> People. And she goes. <laughs> oh. Oh. God is so good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so we're talking about the sycamine tree and the the analogy that Jesus was given and why did he use that tree is sycamine trees grew very fast. And so what you need to understand is you don't want to hang out in unforgiveness for any amount of time because we're not supposed to let the sun even go down on our... Y'all with me? Anybody know the Bible? I'm telling you, we, we can't be playing around with it. You deal with it right away. And I realize people can be stupid. We know that, okay? But don't make it your problem because when you adopt it and get hurt and offended, now you have become stupid. The devil tricked you. Y'all with me? And there are some deep-seated ignorance in every race. We know that, right? And uh, this isn't just a race problem. Y'all hear me? Like I said, I see more hate and anger in families than I do actually across the race channels, if you will. And so we have to be on our guard, guard our hearts, walk in love, no matter who people are. I talk to people, I don't care if they're black, white, green, blue, brown, pink. I don't care what they are, whether they're gay, y'all with me, homosexuality, I, does that scare me? You know, I was, I'll be like, come here, man, get, bring it in. They need a hug. You know what I'm saying? Not, a lot of men are like, oh, get off me, man, back off, man. Shoot, come here. Again, you know, I'll take it back. It's a daddy problem. And we, I don't have time to go into that. But we are loving and forgiving. We are the answer. Dig up those sycamines in your life. Otherwise, you hinder the flow. Y'all with me? Listen, if you are black, make a point to witness to white people. It's like, Why? Well, because they might tell a white person off, but they're afraid. <laughs> You're like, I, I, I don't know. You tell them, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus loves you so much. Jesus loves you. And they're all like. Y'all with me? I witness to everybody. Share Christ and the love of God with everybody. I am not afraid of any barrier. But if I have a chip on my shoulder, then it might be a hindrance to that love. Y'all with me? Yeah? Some people have a chip on their shoulder if somebody has some authority, if they're a supervisor, if they're a leader, a boss. I don't know. If they make more money than you, you have an attitude. Remember, I don't get to sit in first class very much, but when I have, I, I like to witness there. And, and I've had those people just tell me, I don't want to talk about that. And I'm like, all right, what are you going to do? 
Praise God. Well, you go to hell. <clears throat> Your money going to burn. It's true. Praise the Lord. I don't know how the time goes so fast in this room. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, uh, again, the sycamine was used for, to make caskets. Your bitterness is preparing you for death. It's killing you. Do you understand? Some of the older people, I've done interviews and talked to people and made, you know, kind of taken dispersal notes. People that have longevity, people that live a long time. I've noticed that many of them have such a great attitude. Uh, one gentleman in our church, he's, he just turned 80 this year. And, and uh, I, said, I said to him, I said, hey, I said, brother, hey, what's the secret to your youth? He's, he's 80, he looks like he's 50. And he said, Pastor Annie. I never met a man I didn't like. Now, this is a black gentleman, 80 years old. You got to know that he had opportunities after opportunity to meet a man he did not like. Y'all with me? But I, I've noticed that that consistently was true across the board of the people of this house and other people that they have a good attitude. They don't badmouth people. They, they're not angry and bitter. They're just loving and kind. It affects your health. Remember I said it was the poor who ate of the figs of the sycamine? It affects your wealth. If you keep eating of the sycamine, you keep watering it and doing the, the nutrients and fertilizer, you're going to be eating with the poor. It affects your money. Bitterness, unforgiveness affects every aspect of your life. Everybody say, dig it up. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lastly, the sycamine tree was pollinated only by wasps. In order for it to pollinate, it has to be stung. The fruit would have to be stung in the middle by a wasp. Has anybody ever heard somebody say, man, they stung me before. I'm not going to let them sting me again. <laughs> say, you got stung all right. <laughs> Y'all with me? And it's easy to take on somebody else's offense. And you have unforgiveness and bitterness because of something somebody did to somebody else. And you don't have grace for them. Y'all hear me? I do not have grace for somebody else's offenses. I have grace to deal with my own. It says, take heed to yourself. And so you can only dig up your own sycamine tree. Certainly, you don't want to start planting some for other people. I said, well, on behalf of my mom, because my daddy did her wrong. This is on behalf of my brother, because that brother over there did, did, did my brother wrong. Do not take offense for any reason. Y'all with me? Guard your hearts with all diligence. Walk in love towards all people. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. And the love of God will abound in your life and your faithful work 
to move the other mountains. Amen. So we have mustard seed faith. We have grace on our life to walk in love and forgiveness. I remember when I first got born again, I had people trying to point out to me that somebody was doing me wrong. I was in this like bubble, this love bubble, and I didn't even notice. I was like, oh, oh I didn't really feel like that was offensive. I, you know, and people like to point out to you what's offensive. He's like, look, I'm not going to take offense because you thought it was offensive. I'm not going to plant a sycamine tree on your behalf. Y'all with me? I'm going to love all people. Amen. Forgiven. Glory to God. Now listen, I am a, a, a son or a child of a divorced family. I have half-brothers. And uh, uh, we, we all acted just like we were And loved each other. Uh, had a loving family. Um, uh, my, my, uh, I can't go into the details of my mom, you know, and, and her, uh, you know, she was married a few times, you know. I was in the middle of some of that, and my brothers, um, not all of the brothers, not all of my brothers came out the same. Not all of them were able to let things go. Y'all with me? And, and uh, uh, it's amazing to me that, that some of them are still alive because of the anger and the bitterness inside of them just eats, eats them up. And what they did was they became workaholics to overcome that, those voices. But I would rather overcome them by forgiving everybody and just sitting on the back porch with a popsicle and going out of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to be able to look all human beings in the eyes with no animosity, with no hatred, with no malice, Y'all with me? Praise God. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I have very, a lot of, of black friends, you know. And my best man at my wedding was a black person. And, you know, and uh, so I have found myself getting offended like I was black. <laughs> they start talking. but I say they. People start talking. And I'll be like, what? You got a problem with that? What you mean, you people? <laughs> and of course, then it was like, what you mean, you, you mean, you people, you know? But I don't have grace for that. But I won't stand by and just listen and be silent either. So I'm not saying you have to be quiet and say to challenge people about stupidity. I don't just stand by. I've stood up in many different scenarios and, and said, why would you think that way? On both sides of the deal, by the way. Why would you think that way? People are like, uh, uh. And it was given to them by somebody else. Typically family members. So they were raised skewed, and God placed me in their life to help them. Amen. Praise God. And so that's what we're here for, is to walk in love and help humanity overcome foolishness, to overcome um, their own offenses and hurts. We're the answer. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor one last time and say, dig it up.